You are not Father Dominic. No, not this, no. <laughs> but luckily, Father Dominic is just off camera making sure that we don't that's right. spout no her heresy. No heresy. No heresy, that's right. No heresy. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Tony Davies. I'm a seminarian for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm in my fifth year. I finished my pastoral year. Um, and this summer, I will be doing Totus Tuus while living at St. Edward's. Awesome. Welcome back to St. Ed's. Thank not you. your first time that's here. That's right. You've been... One summer here before? One summer. Two summers ago. Two summers ago yeah. you were here during the uh, kind of the weird year of yes. COVID. Like it wasn't shut down, but it was. But it, was. it was. Yeah, <laughs> right. weird. Anyway, well, we're glad to have you back. And now Thank you're on you Ed Talks. Millions of listeners are, here. Are viewing. <laughs> yeah, viewing, listening, spreading the word, evangelizing through the Internet. That's right. Yeah, that's what we do here at Ed Talks. Actually, what we do at Ed Talks is we hope to inspire saints to inspire more saints to go forth and build up the kingdom saints of God. Saints in the making. That's it. So welcome to Ed Talks. Thank you. Great. All right, Tony. You said that you are a seminarian. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's break it way down for people. What does that mean? You're a sure. seminarian. Yeah, a seminarian is a, is a young man, young Catholic man who desires the priesthood, who desires to serve God's people, and he studies... Uh, four years of philosophy and four years of theology. Um, for Chicago, uh, if a guy wants to go to college seminary, he attends St. John Vianney College Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota, while going through uh, formation by his formators, the priests on staff, receiving spiritual di- direction, formation. And what's really beautiful about it is that he's um, he lives in community with other men who are thinking the same thing, and discerning with them. So you're really not alone in it. Um, and that, that continues, God willing, towards Mundelein. You complete studies in theology, you advance more in your, uh, to be a priest, um, and uh, you're, you have a class, you have classmates that join you, um, and you, uh, you, uh, you deeply fall in love with the church through all of this. Formation is a time of preparation for priesthood, but it's also forming the young man to be more like Christ and to walk in his footsteps. That's awesome. And now at St. John Vianney, John Vianney, right? Vianney, correct. And patron saint of priests. That's right. Uh, great, great saint. If you don't know St. John Vianney's story, dear listener, check it out. I'm sure there's some sort of YouTube video or many, many ways to learn about this amazing saint. Beautiful writings, too. Some of his oh, yeah. writings are powerful. Oh, yeah. um, St. John Vianney. In Minnesota, is it? Are there non-seminarians at this college as well? Is it a regular university, regular college? Sure. So it's on the campus of uh, St. Thomas University in St. Paul. It's a co-ed university, Catholic university, and St. John Vianney is on on campus. So we have a building full of seminarians. But really, the beautiful thing about it is that seminarians interact with people on campus they evangelize to people on campus which can include bible studies or even forming friendships and classes to have that diversity in their relationships that's awesome and mm-hmm. so you're in a college within a university yes and yes. your college is it only chicago guys there st john oh. vianney sponsors men from all across the u.s so different okay. dioceses send to sjv so whether that's milwaukee uh, dubuque iowa uh, lansing michigan um really anywhere so they send from every majority of the states in in the u.s and uh so you're not really confined to 
the other Chicago men, but you you have this, uh, you kind of build on relationships with other guys from other dioceses. And that lasts, that, that fraternity, that brotherhood, you find more about them, they find more about you, and where they come from. That's why it's, it's so unique. That's super cool. I mean, I know that, so for example, this year, coming up in a few weeks actually, the youth group is taking a mission trip to Mobile, Alabama, and midway between Chicago and Mobile, which is a long drive of about oh, yeah. 14 hours, there is a small town on the Mississippi in Missouri. And mm-hmm. Father Dom, one of his classmates from seminary is an associate pastor there. And he's like, hey, we're going right. to spend the night at this church. So like you said, you've got these relationships, these bonds that stretch beyond oh, the yeah. geographical footprint of Chicago. I mean, oh, it makes sure. sense. You're up mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Exactly. Um, and that's really cool. And so you go in a, you're going to class like a regular mm-hmm. college student there, that's right? right? Essentially, that's right. your day to day is um, really the only difference is you follow the schedule of the seminary. So we start off with um, holy hour in the morning, mass, breakfast. You go to your classes throughout the day with other university students. Um, you take your courses on campus. Some classes are in house at the seminary. Okay, so there. So there are a few. Yes. Are those classes open to non-seminary It's students? only really strictly seminarians. So, okay. for example, catechism. Every guy takes catechism of the Catholic Church, and that's uh, only a class full of seminarians. So so, mm-hmm. so Bill Frack guy isn't going to show up hungover on a Wednesday <laughs> class like, dude, no. let's get into this catechism, man. I was crushing some Bud Heavies last night. And, <laughs> if, you uh, desire, if you desire, you can meet him outside of class. Okay, all right. Um, awesome. Cool. So you're, you're there, and... And does every you mentioned theology? Is everyone majoring in theology? The primary major is philosophy. Philosophy at SJV, and some guys will minor in Catholic studies. I minor, I majored in Catholic studies, but I have my philosophy requirements completed. Um, other guys will study other things, whatever their interest is, um, which which helps too to kind of because when you really do study other things than philosophy, that opens the way to communication and evangelization to people, Catholics or non-Catholics on campus. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And now, what about Bill, who has graduated university? This is not, this is a different guy from the fraternity guy, okay? That guy, he's, he's, he's already, he's still, he's at a party right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's finishing celebrating with Father Ben Ha for his 30th anniversary, <laughs> which if you missed that, dear listener, was a two-day soiree to remember. Um, <laughs> his personal story, go back to a previous Ed Talks, incredible story of survival and heroism and defeating the odds of an oppressive regime that hates the church mm-hmm. and to, to find and live out his vocation. It's beautiful. Speaking of vocation. Um, so let's say Bill graduates college with an engineering degree and he's working for three years. Mm-hmm at some architectural firm in Chicago, and he's like, I feel called to the priesthood. He applies. Does he also go to St. John Vianney? He's already got an undergraduate degree. Does he go to St. John Vianney? Does he need to? What, what happens to someone like that? Do you sure. have classmates like that? That's, it's beautiful to see how God calls people out in, the ordinary, in their ordinary life, and they're not in seminary. Um, they would apply uh, to Chicago, and uh, most likely, case by case, you would probably complete the spiritual year, so it's kind of a year of discernment, a year of figuring out, kind of to prepare the man for seminary and the schedule of seminary and what seminary expectations are. If he has that undergrad, whatever it is, in 
uh, philosophy is required, so he would complete his philosophy at Mundelein and then continue to theology. During his spiritual year, he'd be working on that, or that would be a spiritual? It would be after his spiritual year. Chicago has abided by is that uh, they see fit that a man complete the spiritual or the uh, propedeutic year in between. I'm sorry, what was that? You sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sure, I get it. It's a big word. <laughs> Propedeutic here. Okay, so can we? Either, how many Scrabble tiles does that yeah. word take? Like, is that, is that two turns? Propedeutic? Propedeutic year. Propa, okay, you know what? I'll Homework for me, dear listener. Next, Google next, the word. Yes. Okay, yeah. I don't even know how to spell it, but we'll do our best. Right, Propedeutic. Right. So it's a year of really deepening uh, dis- discernment and formation, so to really understand what God is asking of you. And this can take place in a couple ways, and one of them is the spiritual year that is offered, that Chicago offers, a year of kind of intense prayer and formation and community with other young men to really take that time to figure out and to recognize that there's no rush in that. Um, So this this Bill guy (laughs) would probably have to enter into that year of, of discernment of a deeper figuring out, of a deeper recognition of himself um, and then if he's if he's ready to continue, if the formation feels he he's capable, he would start his studies in philosophy, uh, pre-theology, and then further on to theology. Um, but he would do so. He would take his spiritual year. He would discern mm-hmm. this call, and and he would be doing this in community, essentially that's, that's with right. with other young men who are or or middle aged or even old men. That's correct. Um, right. Anyone who has already received mm-hmm. an undergraduate degree, let's say, right. um, they would be doing this discernment in community. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that year, to fulfill all of his philosophy requirements and his pre-theology, then he would do that, though, at Munda. He, so these, these, kind of, these kind of vocation stories don't go to St. John Vianney. It's really not a cookie-cutter situation. Yeah, it kind of molds each individual where he's at. So some, yeah. some could go to St. John Vianney is what you're saying? Or? Uh, no, if they're later in age past that college age, then mm. no. They okay. would have to do what you're describing. But if a young man straight out of high school wants to discern his vocation, then he could go on to SJV. Okay, yep. okay, understood. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm, it's all coming together. It's <laughs> making right. sense That's to right. me. Um, all right, so you now, you yourself, mm-hmm. have you graduated from St. John Vianney? I graduated from St. John, John Vianney last year. Congratulations. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> with my major in Catholic studies and philosophy. Um, and then after that year, my classmates went to the spiritual year, which you described, uh, at the Bishop Quarter House, and I spent a year completing a pastoral year at St. Leonard. Okay, so the spiritual year that you're talking about mm-hmm. is for all candidates for the priesthood. It just occurs at different moments in this process. Like for you mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. classmates, finish college, then do spiritual year. For other people, because they've already finished college, your spiritual year is kind of at the, the beginning of this That's whole correct. process. If a man isn't familiar really with, uh, if he feels that desire and call, if he's working in the real world and he, he believes that God's calling him to that, he would enter the spiritual year to develop a better understanding and an understanding of himself and what is, what is God necessarily asking of him. Um, this is really new. This isn't really... The norm hasn't been the norm in the in the past. Really, in the past, in the church in Chicago, you would normally just do college seminary and then go straight to major seminary. So now they've implemented this new 
year in between the two, or you would complete that before college seminary. And when you called yours a pastoral year, does that do the same, sure, checks sure. the same requirement box, it or is, is it different? Sure. The pastoral year primarily focuses on uh, pastoral work in a parish. So that could be um, teaching at, a, at different areas in, the, in a parish, um, completing different ministries in a parish. For example, like bereavement ministry. My main ministry was bereavement ministry, so huh. helping with wakes, funerals, burials, and really working with families and kind of meeting Christ where they're at. Um, uh, so that that's one area hmm. that you can complete, or teaching in the grammar school, which I did at St. Leonard's. So it meets different areas that the church desires of you, but it's different than the spiritual year insofar as it's more public. Yeah. It's more pastoral in a way that it's outside the realm of just, um, uh, you're not, you're, you're getting out there. You're kind of like, for example, yesterday when we heard the gospel, Jesus sends people out to go and, you know, baptize all nations. And so you're kind of taking that and you're and you're putting that and you're exercising that in different ministries. So this is kind of preparing you for your your role in public ministry as right. a priest, exactly. Um, God willing, versus the other one is really that interior formation. That's right. Um, kind of because then they right like I think I, I guess the idea coming from Rome is that all of our public ministry flows from our own personal faith. That's right. In order to take care of others, we first have to take care of ourselves and uh, understand where we're at and our vocation. And it depends on each guy. The Lord works with us individually, and so does the church. Um, and so God knows our hearts, and he uses us in those, in those different ways. Awesome. So now, do you still then, will you need to complete a spiritual year eventually? No. Okay. So this pastoral year took place as for the spiritual year. Okay. And is that because you were grandfathered in before this, or is this because this is just your personal path sure. that the, mm-hmm. the, the archdiocese working with you is like, you know what? We think your, your personal spiritual life is strong. You're a man of deep faith, but we want you to get more experience in the public ministry that you will be mm-hmm. called to, to do. Sure. So guys need to grow in different areas. And so they just realize that maybe he needs to grow more spiritually. Maybe he needs to grow more in a public way in a parish. Cool. Yep. That's awesome. I, I think that's really cool and very helpful, I think, for us oh, sure. as, as lay people. Um, oh, yeah. Many of us parents or grandparents who might have a son who's discerning right. and what yeah. to encourage and, and give these words of encouragement. And it's just helpful sure. to know because yeah. I think sometimes it's scary, right, for parents oh, sure. or grandparents mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. like, oh, what? There's, there's pride, but there's a lot of fear about mm-hmm. this because un- it's an unknown mm-hmm. path because we, we don't, sadly, we don't have the number of familial relationships with priests that we once sure. did in the church where That's it was right. like, oh, every family has a priest. Right. <laughs> like one, right. one, someone in this Catholic family, cousin, uncle, whatever mm-hmm. is a priest we could talk. Doesn't, that's not, not really the case anymore. Right. Even my family, I got a big, huge Catholic family. Oh, sure. The last two priests passed away 10 mm-hmm. years ago almost. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a different generation, born sure. before World War II. So... Yeah, it's, I think this is a helpful conversation. What was your favorite class 
in college. Sure, I St. took John a course in Mariology, the study of Our Lady, Ooh. Blessed Mother, so that was by far my favorite. There's another great word, Mariology, dear listener. Mariology. The during, of Mary. That's during right. this month of May, her that's month, right. when we crown Mary as our, our Queen of Heaven that's and right. Earth and our parish. And, and you mentioned Our Lady, and how beautiful is it that... Um, in order for the priest to really strive, I think, and for the seminarian is to have, well, any person, any lay person, everyone, is called to have a relationship with Our Lady. Um, we see that beauty of um, the priest takes, uh, stands in the person of Christ. He models Christ, and we see that especially in the Mass and in his ministry. And so Our Lady, therefore, is obsessed and really in love with priests because they model her son. And so if she sees mm. that they model her son's ways, that they act in his footsteps, then she she's drawn towards that. She she sees that, and that every person is called to share in that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a protectress, what a, oh, yeah. a, a mediatrix, right? As we mm-hmm. as we call her. Um, right. Man, we're giving you all the big words today: Mariology, mediatrix, all of the good stuff. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah, if you want, that's the French way of pronouncing that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> now we all know. Propedeutic <laughs> means an introduction to something. Oh, there it is. The voice of wisdom coming from off camera. In, voice of Google. In, in, <laughs> um, awesome. So that's cool that you got a chance to really dive into the study of Our Lady and her relationship with priests, with the church right. as a whole, but also, like you said, with, with her right. son. Right. I think it was St. Maximilian Kolbe said mm-hmm. the, the, the great quote that no matter how much you love Mary, you will never love her more than her oh, son. Oh, that's right. That's right? right. Which is so powerful oh, to sure. remember. Like, oh, you yeah. cannot honor her more than her son honors her. He gave her the crown to heaven and earth, mm-hmm. uh, he loves Mary. And we're as our Catholic men's book club. We're reading mm-hmm. um, Seven Story Mountain by Thomas oh, Merton sure. right Thomas, now, yeah. and he has a beautiful, short, but over a couple pages extended kind of treatise slash homage sure. to Mary. And sure. it is it's right in the middle, right after his conversion, uh, towards the end of of part two of of the book. If if dear listener, you want to dial into that particular thing. I think it's in, there's only two chapters, I think, in that part two of his book, uh, that second chapter. It's awesome. Um, okay, so now you've done this. You're in your pastoral year. Other guys are doing spiritual year right now. Then what comes next? This is one calendar year. Is your year done now, right? Yes, this... I finished my pastoral year about okay, two weeks so ago. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so, and, and, then, and then you seek shelter under the roof of of a great pastor, <laughs> Father Tom. Um, he's here. If I wouldn't have said that, if he wasn't here. That's the only reason. Um, so what, what? summer ends. Well, let's talk about the summer because sure. it's exciting. Sure, for sure. for us, it's exciting because... Oh, sure, yeah. We, Every parish should really involve with Totus Tuus. Yeah, Totus we Tuus. love Totus Tuus. Yeah, missionary this summer, um, serving God's people, the children of God, which is really beautiful to recognize... Um, God in, in children and to uh, be with them, to teach them about Jesus, um, to protect them, to walk with them towards the Lord, uh, to help them grow in their own vocation. It's, and it's, it's powerful, guys. Um, I, like, I think maybe I've even talked about this before, but here's a, a week where kids are going. They're going to daily Mass saying a decade of the rosary each day. Mm-hmm. Val, you were a totus tuus missionary. Val, uh, behind the camera here. Um, so you, 
afterwards to talk to her and get some tips, okay? <laughs> um, they they lo- talk about the faith, do skits. Everything's geared towards deepening their faith. And when I pick up my kids at the end of the day, I'm like, how was it? They're like, oh, it was awesome. It was so much fun. I'm just like, they, they, they said a decade of the rosary. They went to mass. They learned about the faith. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they say is how fun it was. Um, and then they all look forward to the end of the week when they get to have a giant water balloon fight and um, <laughs> occasionally make a human Sunday, um, which is always cool. Um, so anyway, totus to us. It's the last week of July. So if you have a, a child or a grandchild who's going to be in Chicago for that last week of July, please encourage them to register. It's one of the cheapest summer camps you can get, I think it's $75 for one kid for the day camp. Mm. If you're a teenager, uh, rising 7th through 12th grade, it's only 25 bucks uh, for the week, Sunday through Thursday nights. And we max out at 150 at St. Ed's. So once you pay 150 bucks, all the other kids, they all get in for free. So, so send your kids, send your grandkids. If you're a grandparent... Offer your kids to drive the, the grandkids to totus to us. Uh, just bring them. It's awesome. It's a way to keep Christ at the center of the summer, mm-hmm. which sure. sometimes, unfortunately, with the, the busyness and the vacations and the laziness that kind of creeps in during summer, mm-hmm. sometimes our faith life can also yeah. go on vacation. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so it's a way to kind of right, right smack dab in the middle of the summer mm-hmm. to, to reinsert Christ in a very powerful and profound way. So mm-hmm. encourage you guys. But summer ends, and now what's your next step? Sure, I'll be starting First Theology at Mundelein Seminary, God willing, this fall, so August, September. First Theology. Okay, so First Theology, mm-hmm. that sounds great. Congratulations. Then I'm assuming Second Theology? That's correct. All right. Is there a Third Theology? And there's, there's, yes, there's all four. Is, is there... So, third-year theology at the end of the year ordained to the transitional diaconate. That's correct. Just like son of the parish, Martin Nyberg, was just ordained about a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Fourth-year theology completed and culminates in the ordination mass. We just had that this last weekend. And so, God willing, next year, a year from, and, and also... Juan, now Deacon Juan, was also ordained to the, uh, he's uh, assigned to our parish as um, a seminarian, which has been awesome and a real blessing. He's going to be giving uh, a few Wednesday showings in the Mary's Courtyard of The Chosen, a few Mm. select episodes of The Chosen for for some viewing and talk back. It's going to be awesome on Wednesday nights. So dear listener, come out for The Chosen. And if you haven't watched The Chosen, it's awesome. If you have watched it, watch it again and enjoy some company. So then you start, you're on your way for four years. At the end of four years, you are ordained a priest, God willing, and you celebrate your first mass in your home. That's correct. Your your mother church. What what is your home parish? St. Paul of the Cross. St. Paul of the Cross right up here. Right here. (laughs) Oh man. Did you even know that you were all of your life so close to the best parish? In the Archdiocese of Chicago? <laughs> Just... God is a God of surprises. Huh? <laughs> no, St. Paul of the Cross is awesome. Um, we have, we have uh, some staff, some faculty and staff that are, that are parishioners there. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Well, Tony, we are going to keep you in our prayers. Please do. I'll pray for you. I'll Thank you for... very much. Of course. Yeah. And, and thanks for sharing the story. I think it really helps. I think people understand. Oh, yeah. Well, God's asking everyone. God's asking you to follow him. And if you're discouraged... Just be not afraid. Pray for that grace. Yeah. One last thing about being not afraid, mm-hmm. and this is, I think, goes back to parents 
uh, and some fear. How, are, how is seminary funded? How do people pay for college? Because that's something that I think maybe some parents say, well, that's a normal. Well, you're going to go into debt. You're not going to have a job because you're going to be a priest. So that's not going to make you any money. Like what, what is the story there? Yeah. So the archdiocese does fund for, they do pay for room and board. Room and and board. That's huge. Yes. And if a guy does need more financial support, really what's beautiful about Chicago, the Knights of Columbus are very generous. So they support seminarians throughout their studies um, buy those tootsie rolls. Buy those tootsie rolls. <laughs> That's right. What they need and what the, what they need help on the the nights are there, um, and so they're again. So the archdiocese does help the seminarian and the nights help with that to support the guy. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. parents, grandparents, encourage your sons and your grandsons, your nephews, your cousins. Encourage them. If you see anything that's remotely priest-like in them, remotely. Christ like say, hey, have you thought about being a priest? I think you'd make a great priest. That's right. Then their discernment process is on them, but but encourage them to start it. Right. Right. right I right. think mm-hmm. uh, that's the most important thing because we need good priests. Oh, Without sure. priests, we have no mass. Without mass, we have no Eucharist. Right. Without no Eucharist, right. we are lost. And people may say, you know, right now we don't have enough. But the truth is that, well, we have the right guys right now. And so we have what the Lord has given us, and we are, you know, to use that. So I think people come and go. Um, all things are passing. But the Lord, we have to, Jesus, I trust in you. That's got to be our prayer. If we, if that he, he delights in our trust in him. So we continue to do that, to ask God for the grace. Um, the Lord will never abandon us. I love that. And don't abandon us at Ed Talks. We'll be back with some more episodes. Uh, in the weeks to come, we're wrapping up this season and take the summer off. And then we'll be back in the fall with a lot more interviews like this as our, as our goal. So thank you, listener. Thanks for listening to Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to go forth and inspire more saints to help build up the kingdom of God. Amen. Thanks, Tony. God bless you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>